Welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. He'll have full control of everything, but it's a reminder, this text is a reminder to us. He wants to do that today in the heart of the believer. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, he wants to take total control of us. You see, the problem is he created us with a free will. Not our problem, not, not his problem, but that we have a free will. And what can happen is we, we exercise it in such a way that we're taking over again. And, and we have to be reminded every once in a while, give it over to him. He's faithful. He's true. You can trust him. Let me say this. With this uncertain world that we live in right now, it's good to know that we're, we have someone we can trust in, someone that's faithful and true, isn't it? We can trust him. We can trust his word. He'll never lie to us. He'll never deceive us. But we're living in a world that is very uncertain. How about this? Did you guys see this? Illegal religious texts. Apple removes Koran and Bible app in China at the request of the uh, Chinese government. So Apple removes the Koran app and the Bible app from the, re the request of uh, Chinese officials. So they were asked to remove it because it's against their law. So they did. So Apple removed. We're living in uncertain times. How about this? Do you guys see this? US, U.S. officials sound the alarm on stunning Chinese, listen to this, hypersonic missile test. No idea how they, no idea how they did it. Listen to this. Communist China tested a nuclear-capable hypersonic missile late this summer, don't miss this, that circled the planet before taking aim at its target, a test that has stunned the Biden administration. We're living in uncertain times, guys. We've been talking about this for many years. America will not be a superpower because, biblically speaking, we're not in there. How about this? China strengthens diplomatic ties with Iran and Russia. China is gathering America's strongest adversaries as it looks at strengthening it, strengthen to strengthen its military and diplomatic ties. Very interesting days because we know Iran and Russia is mentioned in end-time prophecy, and now you've got China gathering together with them. Very interesting. We're living in uncertain times. And then this, Iran announced breakthrough in nuclear enrichment while nations fear atomic bombs. Over the weekend, Iran announced it has crossed the threshold of its enrich enrichment of uranium, which is something that should concern the Biden administration According to the news. Guys, we're living in uncertain times. Jesus Christ is coming back. He's faithful. He's true. We don't have to worry if we put our trust in him. Amen? Amen. And his eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many, can we say that together? Crowns. In a name written that no one, no one knew except himself. He's, he's going to have a name that no one knows except himself. I, I find it very hilarious when I read commentaries, uh, different commentaries, and they write, they try to tell you what they think it is. And I'm like, we don't know what it is. <laughs> Can't we just rest in that? That it's just, no one except himself knows. Let's just leave it at that. Eyes like a flame of fire. A fire in the Bible speaks of judgment, a fiery judgment. He'll come in judgment. But I think there's more to it. His eyes are like flames of fire. I think it's the fact that he knows everything. He sees right through everybody. 
There's going to be no mistake when he judges. It's not going to be like he's going to come back and he's going to smite the wicked nations and the wicked people. It's not like he's going to go, oops, 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 missed that one. Oh, we shouldn't have not. We, a thousand people there. We probably should have kept those guys. No, no, no. He's just going to judge righteously. His, his eyes like flames of fire. He's able to discern and judge every heart, every man. Please understand this, especially if it's your first time here and you're, you're not too familiar with the book of Revelation. I, I want to make this clear. The people that Jesus is going to smite, the ones that he's going to deal with, are very, very wicked people that continually refuse his grace and his mercy and his love. We've been looking at the fact that they're going to, they're going to be given every opportunity. They'll have 144,000 witnesses sharing the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're going to reject it. They're going to have the two witnesses sharing the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're going to reject it. They're going to have an angel circling the whole earth, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're going to reject it. God's going to try to shake them up with earthquakes and famines and, and different things to wake them up spiritually. And they're going to reject and reject. Not only are they going to reject it, they're going to worship Satan and the beast, which is the Antichrist, and they're going to worship his image. And they're going to be evil. And God will finally deal with them. And he discerns. He knows what's right. He knows what's wrong. Makes me think of... Hebrews 4.13, it says, and there is no creature hidden from, can we say that? His sight. His sight. But all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. He sees everything. The crowns are, it's a word, there's two different main words for, uh, in the Greek, there's the, the diadem crown, which is a royal crown, and there's the Stephanos crown, which is an achievement crown. This is the diadem. This is a royal crown, but it's not just one. It's many crowns. He's going to come, and he will be the sole ruler of all the earth. He's coming to rule in righteousness and goodness. His clothes, he was clothed in a robe dipped with blood, and his name is called the Word of God. His robe dipped in blood. It's interesting. Some people try to say, well, you know, this is because the blood he shed upon the cross and, and all that. I, I don't believe so. I, I believe it, it's very, it's speaking of the fact that when he comes, uh, there's going to be, when he returns, we'll look at this next week, it'll be the, the battle of Armageddon and they're going to be wicked and evil people. They're going to literally turn their guns and their military forces against Jesus and he's going to wipe them out and there'll be blood, which is pretty crazy, but it's going to happen. Isaiah the prophet writes about this, makes it very clear. It says, why are your, excuse me, why is your apparel red and your garments like one who treads the winepress? And then the Lord answers, I have trodden the winepress alone. We're not going to be fighting with him, guys. He's doing this all by himself. And from, from the peoples, no one was with me. We're not going to be with him in battle. We're not going to fight. He's going to fight. For I have trodden them in my, can we say that together? Anger. Anger and trampled them in my fury. Their blood is sprinkled upon what? My garments. And I have stained all my robes. Jesus Christ came the first time as the Lamb of God to take away the sins of the world. That was his first coming. He rode on a donkey in peace 
to give every opportunity for man to repent of sin and to die on the cross. He who knew no sin became a sin offering. Jesus Christ willingly laid his life down. He came as a lamb stricken before the foundations of the world, dying for all of our sin the first time. And throughout 2,000 years, we're given an opportunity. Receive Christ as your Savior. Allow him to wash you from all your sins. And it's going to echo out and echo out and echo out. But when those that reject and continue to reject and they're evil and they're wicked, he's going to deal with his enemies. I know personally, sometimes I, want, I, I look at things, I'm like, when is that going to change? That's injustice. That's wrong. When, when, you know, when are they going to deal with this? And when are they going to make this right? And, and all these things. Well, right here, he's going to make it right. And we don't have to worry about voting because he'll be put in place. You don't have to worry if your vote's going to count or not because he's... <laughs> And his name is called, can we say that together, please? Word of God. His name is called the Word of God. This is why we spend so much time in God's Word, because Jesus himself is called the Word of God. He is the Word of God. The power of his Word. Don't ever underestimate the power of God's Word. His name is called the Word of God. Charles Spurgeon, when he was 22 years old, He was asked to speak at an event that held 20,000 people. And back then, they didn't have microphones. So he went there early to project his voice because he wanted to make sure that everybody could hear hear him because, again, there was no microphone. So he kept repeating, Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And he didn't know that there was a worker that was working there. And this gentleman kept hearing. He didn't know that Spurgeon was out there. He thought maybe it was God speaking to him. (laughs) And he literally prayed and accepted Christ as his Savior. Just by the word of God. I had a wonderful opportunity to do uh, two memorial services this past week, Tuesday and Friday. Let me tell you, I was so ministered to by the word of God going forth. Different family members standing up and quoting scripture and talking about their Jesus and talking about the Lord and quoting the Bible, and I was so ministered to. I got to share, obviously, the gospel and had a handful of people come up to me and say, Pastor, that made sense, and they wanted to know more. It's the Word of God. His name is called the Word of God. We know this in John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. and All things were made through him, and without him, what was made? Nothing was made that was made. In the beginning was the Word, Jesus. And the Word, Jesus, was with God. And the Word was God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, three in one. And he was in the beginning with God. And all things were made through him. And I I pray all of us understand that. If you believe that Jesus is a created being, you've got the wrong Jesus. No, Jesus is the creator, the Word of God. The one that spoke word, his word and said, light be and light existed. The one that spoke the, the, the stars into existence and named them one by one. Someone mentioned that, uh, a scientist mentioned that there's so many stars, from what we can count right now, if we were to name, if we were to stop and it took a minute to name each one of them, it would take us 300 trillion years to name every star. That's our God who just spoke them into existence one by one and they named every one of them. Another great scripture that goes with this. When we talk about the word of God, you know this very well. Hebrews 
4.12. For the word of God is what? Living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joint and marrow. And it's the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart, the word of God, living, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit. I believe what that means, listen, that we know we can discern what's right and wrong. We, we have emotions. God has given us emotions and feelings. And so our soul is saying, oh, that feels so good. I'm going this way. And then the word of God says, no, that's wrong. And you're like, okay, well, I guess it's not going to go that way. It just, it's a discerner between the, the thoughts and the intents of the heart. It discerns what's right and wrong. The, the soul and the spirit realm of what's right. We won't know until we look at the word of God. Jesus comes back. The word of God among us. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, follow him on, on what? Who is this, this group? It's us. I think there's a big clue. Remember last week we looked at the fine linen? That was the church, right? We're in fine linen. That's our, our marriage garments that we're going to be uh, wearing. The marriage supper of the lamb. We're going to be clothed with fine linen. Do you notice we're not clothed with a bunch of armor? I mean, it's a battle. We're in fine linen and there's a battle going on. We're watching. Sorry, guys, if you think we're going to be like warriors, we're going to be, yeah, let's fight. No, 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 no. We don't even have a sword on this one. We're just, we're watching Jesus. Jesus is going to fight. But notice the fine linen. We don't take off our wedding garments. That's why some believe that the, the marriage supper of the Lamb continues into the millennial kingdom. This speculation, we don't know, but it's interesting. We don't take off our wedding garments. We have them on as Jesus comes down and prepares the earth for us. Very interesting. This goes great with this. When Christ, who is our life, what? Appears. Is Christ your life? He wants to be. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will, what? Appear with him in glory. We're going to appear with him in glory. When Christ, who is our life, appears, we will be with him in glory. We're going to be with him on white horses. What that means, we'll find out when we get there. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. That, that really stood out to me. We're going to follow him. Jesus is going to lead the way and we're to follow him. And I, for application, I believe for us with this text, my question, my challenge to all of us, are we following Jesus? It's never good to get ahead of Jesus. It's never good to be behind him, too far behind. We're a good shepherd. If we're sheep, we need to stay close to our good shepherd. Otherwise, we're in danger zone. If you get ahead of him, you're in big time danger zone. We're to follow him wherever he goes. Are we following him? I know we can mess up. We can, you know, there's times I get ahead of him. I'm like, oh, Lord, forgive me. I made such a mess out of this. Please fix this mess. And it reminds me, don't get ahead of God. And there's other times I'm just like, you know, not in that place where he's close and I'm over here. It's like, it's a mess. We're to stay close to our shepherd. We're to follow him. As I mentioned, the memorial services that we did at Nazir's memorial service, they had, a, um, they had us all you know, get in our cars. They put stickers on all of our cars that said funeral and, and all. And then they had the motorcycle guys out there directing traffic and all. And there was a lot of people. It was a big, long line. And so we're to follow one another, right? 
So the hearse is out front, and we're all supposed to follow, right? Well, there's like the car that was like three cars in front of me. Well, they were supposed to go through the red light and follow, but they stopped at the red light. <laughs> it messed everybody up. <laughs> and now I'm thinking, okay, I don't know if I can trust the person in front of me to follow this person, because I don't know if they know where they're going. So I did the right thing, I thought, and I asked Siri, where is this place, just in case, <laughs> in Costa Mesa. And listen to this, I kid you not, Siri got it wrong. So we're all, listen, we're all following Siri, but Siri had us turning, making the wrong turn. So we're going the wrong way, and I just see car after car turning around, turning around. I'm watching all these people say, oh, Siri, huh? Siri, right, yeah. <laughs> We all went the wrong way. And it was easy. We've turned around. We didn't go too far, and we figured it out. We got in there and all. But, but my question is, is who are you following? Are you following the one that's faithful and true, the one you can trust? Don't follow man. Paul the Apostle even said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. God wants us to follow in his ways because, again, we live in a world that can be so confusing. They followed. We will be following him. We'll get it right at the second coming, but are we getting it right right now? Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with a what? Rod of iron. That's the, the psalm we just read, Psalm 2. He'll rule with a rod of iron. Talking about forced righteousness, not for us. We'll be actually ruling with him. This is for those that still haven't made a commitment to God that will be left on the earth. They'll be ruled in righteousness with a rod of iron. He himself will tread, tread the winepress of the fierceness and the wrath of Almighty God. Did you notice, though, he himself, he himself? It says he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. So he's going to be the, the ruler, and then he himself treads the wine press. See, it's going to be him that's going to fight. He himself will fight this battle. We will not. It makes it very clear. We're not fighting this battle. He is going to do it. He himself will fight this battle. But you notice that his mouth goes a sharp sword. He smites the nations with just his words, his breath. We don't know what that word's going to be. But it's not like the sharp sword, like there's little daggers coming out of his, his, his mouth, like, you know, shooting out of his mouth. No, no, no. Just, it, just his word takes care of everything. Years ago when I was in the nursing home ministry, when I was serving at Calvary Costa Mesa under Chuck Smith, and I actually loved the nursing home ministry. It was awesome. I got to pray with people before they stepped into eternity and they accepted Christ, and I just, I loved it. But there was one lady, and I'll never forget, I believe it was Beverly Manor, but when I would quote the word of God, she would take her hands over her ears and she would say, stop it, stop it. Seriously, every time. It pierced her soul. She couldn't handle it. And I tried sharing with her and I would share Jesus. She would say, stop it, get out of here, stop it. I mean, I probably shouldn't do this, but when I had friends of mine come and minister with me, I would, you know, we'd go down, if I saw her in the hallway, I would say, hey, watch this. And I'd go, for God so loved the world, he gave his only son. And she would scream out, stop it, stop it. And it's sad. It is sad. But it's the power of the word of God. It, it pierced her soul. But she wanted nothing to do with Jesus. And I shared Jesus with her and Jesus with her. And she did not want Jesus. She hated Jesus. She said, stop it. Don't talk to me. Well, not only is his word going to pierce souls of men, it's going to wipe men out that don't know him. He's just going to speak. I thank God we're on the right side. 
Second Thessalonians 2.8 goes with this. It says, then the lawless one, that's the Antichrist, will be revealed whom the Lord will consume with what? The breath of his mouth. This mighty Antichrist, the breath of his mouth, he's just going to speak. No, there's no contest. He's just, and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Let's look at the last verse. And he has on his robe and on his thigh the name written. Can we say that out loud, please? King of king and Lord of lords. Is that awesome? King of king and Lord of lords. That's who's going to rule this earth finally. I mean, we think about, well, it'd be great if we had this person in office. It'd be great if someone else, and that's great. Believe me, we're to do our best. And here at this church, we do our best to, to do our best to have people that love the Lord to be in office or that know what they're doing and, and all that kind of stuff. But this is going to be Jesus, King of kings and Lord of lords, one who never made a mistake, one that's faithful and true. Remember when we were in chapter 13, they the boast was of the Antichrist, that who is able to make war with him? Who is like the beast? And they, they worship the dragon. The dragon is Satan. These are Satan worshipers. They worship the dragon, Satan, who gave authority to the beast, the Antichrist. And they worship the Antichrist, the beast, saying, who is like the beast? Look at this boast. Who's able to make war with this one? And they're, they're bowing down to, the, to this beast. They're bowing down to basically the dragon, which is Satan. They're, they're worshiping Satan. And they're like, nobody can mess with him. Who can make war with him? Well, let me tell you who can make war with him. The king of kings and the Lord of lords. And all he's going to do is speak, as we'll see next week. And the Antichrist, the false prophet, and even Satan himself will be dealt with. He'll be chained up for a thousand years. As we close, the second coming. I don't know about you, but I am very excited about the second coming of Jesus Christ. When I see the way this world is going, I'm like, Lord, please bring your kingdom. And I truly believe with all my heart, things aren't going to change. I wish I could stand up here and say, you know what? It's going to get better before it gets worse. No, it's going to get worse and it's going to get worse. Because I believe with all my heart, we're getting to that place where things are being set up. Everything's in line. But trust me when I say this. Things are not, in God's perspective, are not out of control. Things are lining up just perfectly. Because we know the Bible. We know things are lining up just right. The King of kings is coming. The Lord of lords will rule and reign. He will reign in power. He will reign in authority. He's holy. The government will be upon his shoulders. His name is Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. So for the believers, we close out. He's going to come. Jesus will come, and he will reign in power and peace on this earth. But is he reigning? Listen, for us that are believers in Jesus Christ, is he reigning in power and peace in our lives? I pray he is. Because as crazy as this world's going to get, we don't have to worry. We don't have to be afraid. Why? We're reading the end of the book. We know what's going to happen. Do you ever watch a, I'm a foot, you know, not anymore. I used to play football. I used to love football. I don't watch it anymore, but that's a whole other story. But do you ever watch a football game, but someone already told you who was going to win? No, it's like, no matter what, you can't get into the game. No, you know, it doesn't matter. It's like, I know who's going to win. So what? They're, you know, so they're winning for a while, but I know ultimately who's going to win. Actually, have you ever done this? I watched a game once before. Someone told me who was going to win, but they lied to me and told me the wrong one. <laughs> I was so upset. I'm watching the whole game thinking, you know, 45 to 3, they're still going to win. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and they didn't win. 
I was so upset. I was like, no. I watched the whole game with the wrong perspective. What about life? Are we looking at this whole game with the, the wrong perspective? Jesus Christ is coming again to rule and reign. We're going to be with him. We're going to rule and reign with him here on the earth with him. We're never going to leave his side. No matter what happens, no matter what takes place in this time, let's keep our eyes on the very one who's holding it all together, the one that will come and conquer and rule and reign. Let's have that eternal perspective. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Joe, and I'd like to take a moment to personally invite you to one of our three services here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor in Huntington Beach. Our service times are 9 a.m., 10.45 a.m., and 12.30 p.m. Please come and say hi after the service. I would love to meet you. For more information, check out our website at ccoth.com. That's ccoth.com. God bless you. You've been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettit and Outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. Our new location is at 4121 Warner Avenue in Huntington Beach at the beautiful Huntington Harbor Marina. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.